We hear it as a pick-me-up, words of motivation, or maybe even something we say to ourselves before we step out into the world. Step into your power. What does this mean? What is our power and how do we discover it to then step into? Alexander is here to jump into his power and share what this means within the philosophy. And this is one power you won't want to fight. Get it? Fight the power. All right, bad joke. Let's journey. Wise with Aaron and Alexander uncovering our authentic self through self-awareness conscious communication and emotional responsibility welcome to episode 20 we've made it this far Alexander so why don't we go ahead and and again plug uh, your consultations because I feel like we're at a point where we've covered a large amount of your philosophy in different uh, situations that people may have on a day or a weekly basis and uh, how important it is for them to touch base with you. If there's anything that they're questioning on the philosophy that uh, they're engaging in, in their personal lives. Yes. Yes. So be sure to reach out uh, if you are interested in uh, personal or relationship uh, consulting uh, we go over your uh, human design chart and your um, numerology or the destiny card system. Uh, it can really help you get a, a firm grasp of how you function in this world and how your relationships are uh, reflective of that. Uh, so remember that our communication and how we communicate with people is a, is a large part of our wellness, overall wellness, because that's what generates our frustrations, our disappointments, and things like that. So uh, so we can clear up a lot of those communication issues with you and your relationships and mainly the uh, frustration with uh, oneself to help to confirm certain things and to shed some light on some areas that where you may just have question. So we can go through typically a, a session last 90 minutes, but I can do, you know, one hour sessions if needed or uh, even longer sessions. And right now the uh, the initial Session is 155 for a 90-minute to two-hour uh, session, and I'll send you the charts. We'll be looking at it together um, over a phone call or video, and so uh, you'll actually be able to visualize what we're, what we're discussing. And then moving forward after that, any follow-up consultations are $90 an hour or 130 uh, for 90 minutes. All of this is process. And it is a lot of information that you get, and sometimes you need a period of time to soak in that information, develop questions, and then the follow-up sessions really help to bring that next level of clarity. So uh, reach out to us, uh, contact me directly. I am on the East Coast, uh, but I work with all time zones, uh, so don't hesitate to, to reach out. And all this information that we discuss on the podcast is more in a general sense, but it is important that um, somebody do 
uh, get a consultation from you if they are looking to utilize this philosophy in more of a personal way because they could be a projector and you know some of the stuff we talk about is mainly more geared towards the generator and we usually we usually voice that voice that uh, that you know what we're talking about is how a generator will respond in this situation and we try to cover all four to five types but it is hard yes yes and uh, you know with us both being generators uh, we we do our best to not isolate uh, that language so to say I work with all the different types in my private practice so getting used to um, speaking all the different languages has been a practice of mine in general anyway because you don't have to know someone's design to learn proper communication uh you can learn to you know observe people when you're talking to them and one thing that i like to mention in general is watching people's faces and when the eyebrows go down they're not receiving and when the eyebrows go up they are receiving so just in general even if you don't uh, know what type someone is it's good to practice multiple ways of communicating with people uh, just in general anyway I like to come from a position to where I have at least four or five different ways to approach a conversation. Um, that gives me comfort that if I start going down a road uh, speaking in a way that somebody may not be resonating in at any point in time, I can change that direction. So conscious communication, you don't have to have all of this information. It just really helps to expedite things. Um, but intention goes a long way, and hopefully through this podcast, we're working to really look deeply into what people mean that they're saying and to work towards not getting so caught up in the words or the word choices. And those words or the phrases is what activates people's emotions and can either stop them from uh, receiving or um, open those doorways up. So observe while you are speaking to people and their body language will tell you a lot. And we are going to come up uh, with an extended podcast here soon to break down. Uh, we've had some requests for like different areas of the body and where emotions are held and traumas and that type of thing. So we will be getting to that um, pretty soon. But I am excited about the topic uh, for today and that we're bringing in. And that is how to step into your power or what exactly does that look like? And so there's many different perspectives out there. And uh, so today we're going to give you the wise, wise uh, perspective of that. And before we get to that, uh, you can reach Alexander at vibrotune.com, V-I-B-R-O-T-U-N-E. And I believe he has a contact form on there. I certainly do. So, uh, so yes, reach out and we'll get uh, a session scheduled as soon as possible. Yeah, so stepping into your power. So this is a phrase that is utilized a lot, especially in the spiritual community. And so I've been exposed to it, I think, what I'm thinking is differently than how Alexander is going to explain it. And, you know, we've only briefly discussed this in our personal time, so I'm uh, very excited, but not overly excited, my expectations are in check, uh, to hear what, what direction Alexander is going to go uh, with this. So what does stepping into your power look like within your philosophy? So one of the very first um, points to, to recognize is who you are as an individual. And that sounds very general, but who we are is challenging for most people to express. And in our culture, we have so many uh, things set in place to kind of 
limit people and their um, personal expression. And we've been stifled from childhood. Uh, I hear parents all the time correcting children, telling them to be quiet, to to be still. Um, Even parents that tell their kids that they can't sing. All of these messages have deeper effects than our general population really accepts. And especially from the ages of zero to seven years old. Um, people are just sponges at that age frame, and so the way that things are said have a drastic effect um, on a child. And so we, many of us carry self-doubt, and we can even have skill sets that are recognized by other people, and, but we continue to question ourselves, and that is that self-doubt. And I've been very open to say that insecurity and self-doubt is one of my uh, main obstacles through my life. So... Getting clear on who you are, what you represent, or what your message is, and then what you exemplify of that message. So, we're going to focus on those three areas and expand on them. So, getting back to who are you, some people can connect that to their family. Uh, Some people are very connected to their family lineage and their name Uh, the history of the family, that can be very important to certain people. Uh, That happens to not be a direction that I focus my personal direction on, but uh, meeting people that I'm close to, uh, that is very important. And and I, I support that as well. At the same time, we have to find our individuality in that uh, bigger family picture, so to say. So Respecting our elders is uh, something that I'm a very big fan of and that has been lost in our culture. But how we attach to our name, even our last name, can show a little bit of the direction that we, we want to go, of whether we want to use that, utilize that family lineage and that name as part of our strength or whether somebody wants to kind of detach from that and step out into more of their own individual power, um, that's a personal choice for for different people. And stepping out on your own is a little bit, can be a little bit scarier, uh, because many people have the support of their family and that family lineage in the directions that they're going in their life, and that can be a beautiful thing. But in other situations, other families... The family can try to mold or um, navigate their kids' directions in life, and uh, normally that's done out of the best of intentions, but it it can have a very uh, miscommunicative effect and actually push people away. So in that knowing who you are is, from my perspective, simply taking time to Uh, to be still enough, to go inward enough to say, you know, am I looking to be an individual here? Am I looking to carry the support of my family and my family's name? Or am I looking to be strong within an alternative group outside of the family? Um, I have a, a saying that is, you know, love your family and find your tribe. Some people are very supported by their family and some people aren't. 
and that can have, of course, different effects on people. And when they don't feel supported by their family, uh, many times people can find support in their community or in uh, a small group of like-minded people. But through all of these, whether you do it stepping out on your own completely or with your family unit or with a tribe or with a community, it's still very important from my perspective to stay tuned in to yourself as an individual. And once again, the human design and the, the numerology we work with really helps to navigate this. And so you can still be part of a unit or a team and still have this, this individuality. But what the power is here in this part of this subject is truly how you feel about yourself just as a person. So, for example... I've questioned myself uh, the majority of my life, but the one thing that I haven't questioned is my intentions. Um, I've always been clear on my intentions, and that intention was to help people um, in various ways. And so no matter what judgment comes my way, uh, I accept that people are going to misunderstand and misconstrue things that I say and things that I do. But what helps me to communicate that through these misunderstandings is that I'm very clear in my intention and I act only upon the purest of intentions. So once again, we're getting back to emotional reaction. When we have emotional reactions, we say and do things that we aren't proud of, that we wish later that we hadn't said or done. And this is what makes us question ourselves as a person. It's useful to get comfortable uh, through accepting that people, everyone is not going to agree with you or everyone's not going to have the same vision as you do. And it's not our responsibility to prove that to everyone or to get everyone to come over to your side. Part of our lesson is in leaning into that friction and accepting and allowing people to think and be the way that they are. Now, this subject can go in many different directions. And, uh, of course, I'm not I'm talking about uh, outside of when someone is hurting themselves or uh, potentially hurting someone else. I will reiterate that we are talking about self-growth here and there are exceptions uh, to every rule. So we want to keep the focus that we're talking about self-growth and um, consciousness expansion here. So in that, one way to stay in our power is by practicing allowing others to feel however they feel about a subject and to learn to discuss that subject from differing views without it affecting you emotionally. Yeah, I feel like that's almost an example of your own self-respect by allowing space for somebody else to think what they want. In a way, I feel you are also practicing your own self-respect. Yes. Because, I mean, you want that in return. If somebody allows you, then you almost feel more self-respect for yourself because you're like, wow, this other person values me and values hearing yes, what I have to say. Because many times, um, you know, of course, uh, the macrocosm and the microcosm, however we treat ourselves internally is how we treat others externally. So that's just a very good uh, barometer 
that if you are stuck in judgment of the way that someone else talks or the way that someone else acts, then that's typically a good reflection about how hard on yourself you are. So as we work at practicing this external view, we're actually working internally simultaneously. And as we learn to accept others more, we accept things about ourselves internally more that we question, uh, that we maybe don't like so much. So this is, once again, an opportunity to where ex- the most expedient way to grow is by working on it internally and externally simultaneously and by using everyone around you as, as these teachers of either what not to do or what to do. Um, so as long as we can stay in assessment and out of judgment, this is what will help us get a little more clear on who we are. And that doesn't necessarily mean where we're going or who we're going to be or anything. It's just, am I comfortable with myself at this particular time of my life? And if the answer is no, then that's worth diving into. And the answer is going to be no for the majority of people uh, listening to this podcast more than likely. I know that I had to do a lot of work to be comfortable in the person that, that I am. And that does come from uh, the practice of being clear in my intention each and every day of whether I am received or not, that I'm clear in what that intention is. And so one of the best feelings that I get is like something as simple as being in a grocery store and seeing an elderly person reach for something that they can't quite reach and then just going over there and getting that for them and seeing the the appreciation in their eyes. So So understand that when you want to be of service to people, you don't have to make it your job, but be looking for any opportunity to be the person that you want to be. And if that's helping, then go out into the public and you can look around for a very short amount of time and find something that someone needs help with. And that can be a very fulfilling uh, action. To, to just learn to exercise the areas of yourself that you really want to promote and for others to see. It's, it's different than doing it from ego. It's actually that you want to practice these things so that you can establish who you are. So something as simple as just choosing to do a good deed each and every day without having to be asked for. And I have a few people, um, lucky enough to have lots of beautiful people around me, but I do have a few people that I love going out in public with because they're always going to do or say something nice, unexpected to someone. And I love seeing that reaction. And I love people sharing those stories. So, you know, keep that energy flowing as you're really seeking out who you are Uh, can be exhibited through these like little exercises of whether you want to call it being kind or whatever it is. But you go in that exercise without any expectations because sometimes just because you want to give help doesn't mean people will receive it. So once again, this is an opportunity for you not to let that break you or to bring you down to just see, well, there is someone around the corner that is looking for help. I'm sure of it. 
So to stay with that kind of attitude without the expectation of just because you have something to offer, someone's going to take it. And that's even an exercise to, once again, allow them to be who they are and stay in that vibration of non-judgment. And that's going to help you with the amount of that you judge yourself. Could there be an issue if somebody has really high expectations of who they want to be and in a sense they would think that they're never good enough or never doing enough to be who they have high expectations of? Yeah, I mean, of? I think that's very well, um, you know, asked that, that yes, most, most people compare themselves to someone else, either someone that they know or some idol, whether it's a rock star or a, a television star, movie star, or something like that. And those are unrealistic expectations because typically whoever a person is comparing themselves to, they really don't know that well. Uh, they don't know all of the, the shadow sides of these people. But we can use others for inspiration if we can stay out of comparing and just use them for inspiration and say, you know what, I just see what they do and that inspires me and makes me want to go do that, but not do as much or to maybe give as much money or give as much time. You don't get into the comparing because that's what will break you down. Uh, but most uh, everyone wants to be a better person just in general. But what's necessary for that many times is discipline. And that's the thing that as we go into this subject deeper and deeper, that will be something that gets visited because there's a discipline that's necessary to uh, uncover your authentic self, uh, so to say. And that is through letting go of some of the family lineage stuff, letting go of some of the uh, community uh, connections, letting go of some of the cultural uh, influences that uh, are constantly around and being able to uh, see yourself outside of any group uh, as a strong individual and to have the the attitude that you always have something to offer um, from a humble position, not an egoic position. And uh, how important is consistency in that? Yeah, the consistency is utmost important, um, and that's what we're really going to talk about this deeper later on. But the consistency is what generates uh, change, um, because whatever vibration you carry the most throughout your day, that is really who you are. And if you want to change that vibration, then setting little disciplines of how you approach that daily is very important. And the more consistent that you stay with it, the easier it is for those changes to happen. Just like on my um, Eastern Indian instrument, the uh, sitar, it has 11 strings that are just resonant strings under the seven that I play. And the longer that I play uh, that instrument, the more vibration that comes out and the more the louder that those sympathetic strings get. And this is just a good example of, you know, what we do consistently is what develops really like who we are. And that will bring us into, you know, the the number two of these three things we're going to be discussing today. And who you are was number one. And number two is what you represent or what your message is. So when people interact with me, 
what is the general message that I am giving or how am I coming across? How am I being received? And if that reception or the way that you're being received isn't maybe the way that you would optimally like it to be, then willingness to adjust uh, certain things about yourself is what assists that acceptance, uh, that willingness to for others to hear what you have to say or to follow what you're showing. So that can be, you know, a challenge because most people get stuck in their perceptions and they can get stuck in their opinions and they can be very uh, bullheaded, we will call it. And that inflexibility is what creates a lot of friction with the people around them. So when you can have a message, but learn in expressing that message that you respectfully allow others to have possibly a different message and to see that that isn't threatening who you are, how somebody else feels about your message. Now, once again, you know, I'll use myself as an example and my message being, you know, for self-growth, to raise consciousness and to help uh, people to communicate. Uh, those are three of my main messages. So no matter what subject I'm talking about, um, I'm normally bringing that subject around to one of those three highlighted areas. Uh, and that could even be a sports event. I could even be watching a football game. I'm looking forward to watching the the Chargers and the Steelers um, this year because that's our two favorite teams here. And when we watch that game together, the language will still be bringing it around to these three subjects of conscious communication, self-growth, and communicating with others. And this is all exemplified even in sports. So so learning to, no matter what the subject is, to bring it back around to, well, this is the message that I like to promote, that I like to uh, really put my stake in the ground uh, that this is what I'm here to to spread in a loving and kind way, which brings us to you know the third point, which is what you exemplify. So, before I go into what you exemplify, I like for uh, you know for you to ask any questions or give any input on that you know the message that you have or what you represent. Is a person's value system? part of who they are? I think so. I mean, the values is, is part of that, um, both the last two. Really, it's under all three of these, um, of who you are, the message that you have, and uh, what you exemplify. So our value system is uh, many times what draws us to a partner of some type, whether that is a you know, a business partner or a intimate partner. Um, value system is something that, you know, is kind of the, the foundation or the basis of a relationship. So finding people that have similar values is going to help you to practice all of these uh, aspects that we're discussing because as soon as there's a value uh, difference between two people, that's right when judgment comes in. And judgment is something that, you know, is a big part of our culture. But many people, if they got out of the 
specifics of certain conversations, they would see that they do carry a similar value. And that's when I did my time of studying religions and um, spiritual paths, as many as I could get my hands on. That's what I realized about religions is that they're all looking for pretty much the same thing, but they get tied up and they even create wars over the specific language or specific words. But it uh, helped me to redirect my studies when I studied religions enough to see, oh, all of these are going for a very similar um, end result, uh, but they're getting caught up in the way that it's expressed. So those values can bring and help clarity to uh, who you are, the message that you have, and uh, once again, what we're about to go into, what you exemplify. So many times the message is what you say, how you talk. Now, expanding into this, like what you exemplify, we're going to uh, break that down. But was there anything else that you had to bring up about um, about the, the message or what you represent? Yeah, I have two more things. Now, what we're talking about is different than what some people would say they identify as, right? So sometimes when you ask somebody, you know, who are you as a person? Or I, I envision like two people on a first date and they'll they'll say like, oh, I'm a Boston Red Sox fan or something like that. And that's that's not who you really are, right? right? Right. It's just like something, uh, a group or an identity that you've taken on. Yeah, or entertainment. Like, you know, a better question with that would be, what are you entertained by? Okay, well, I'm a Boston Red Sox fan or I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But that's not, like you say, that's not who you are. If somebody said, you know, um, the way that I would phrase that question, and I've used this many times uh, at different times of experimentation, but when first meeting someone, you know, one of the there's an order. Typically, it's what's your name and then what's your job. Uh, but what I enjoyed doing was changing that to go, you know, what what lights you up in life, you know, rather than asking them what their job is. And that crosses some people up, uh, you know, to just say, hey, what are you about? Hey, I'm Alexander. Hi, I'm Mark. What are you about, man? What what really lights you on fire? And I see people just freeze, and they'll even sometimes answer that question just like automatons with the kind of work that they do. And I say, understand that's how you make your living, but what makes you juice? And so that is getting back to that projecting of who you are, that if it's about you know, sustainability or cleaning up the environment, then it's about, hey, I'm about low-impact living man and and seeing that we all have a lot of waste and i just do my part to um not necessarily direct other people what they should be doing but to uh use as few plastic bags as possible you know to reuse containers and that kind of thing and so that becomes uh that's where the light gets shined on as to seeing a deeper aspect about that person and that's what we want to talk about not like our personal preferences of entertainment, but yes, that that lights our soul on fire, so to say. Yeah, and and the the job thing is like questionable because, and I like to put this back on myself. Like, 
like I'm a web developer. That's not really what I'm about. But deep down, I, I'm a web developer because I like to solve problems. Right. 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 And, yeah. And that, and that was very well said that that many times people wind up in a job that has an aspect of who they are. And to just take time to say, you know, well, I don't like saying that I'm a bank teller or something like that, whatever the job is. Uh, it can help to, once again, be artistic with your thought process and your words to find out well, what is the aspect of that job that I do like. And so I want to promote that. I want whether that is, you know, um, the exchange of giving people what they ask for or whether it's that, their money or whether it's, you know, seeing people plan for their future and seeing their, you know, them come in and make a, a savings deposit, you know, whatever it is, uh, there is something in all of us, no matter what job that we're doing, that we can find a piece of ourselves in it and express it in that way. So, you know, getting to that, uh, what do you exemplify? That is that sometimes people talk about, uh, certain aspects that they don't exemplify. And we have a lot of this in our culture, uh, especially a lot of self-help practitioners out there, uh, people that write books, um, people that do videos. And once again, they have a really good intention and they may even have a really good message. But then when it comes down to what do you exemplify, do you follow your own teachings this is where, through 22 years of looking at all this stuff, I've seen a lot of people fall in the cracks here. And they can be very challenged by speaking about something that may even carry truth. But then they're observed from others of when a situation comes up, they don't handle that the way that they teach it. Yeah, and, and to me, that person loses all of their power. Yeah, and and it doesn't just uh, you know put a bad mark on that person that failed in that example. It can put a bad mark on the work. Some people go through different examples of this. They just get a bad taste in their mouth for any self help work. So that is the responsibility that I, you know, I see in everyone that is out uh, trying to share and uplift people and help people. You know, once again, uh, good intentions are the death of a wise one. And we want to make sure that we have the impetus to follow through with whatever we are talking about. And if we're not, then I like to say have enough values to be willing to say something like this is something I'm presently working on or this is something that I'm working toward to let the people know this isn't something I've necessarily mastered, but I do see the value in it and I am exercising it and then be willing to give examples uh, of how they've gone through those different situations. And this is why, you know, I've personally chosen to be very open and honest to the world and answer any question that comes my way, because that is something that was very imperative to me. It was to exemplify every single thing that I discussed. And that's why the first 10 years of me studying this work, I was uh, pretty isolated with it. I didn't uh, talk to a lot of people about it because I wanted to work toward being that example. And so, you know, unfortunately, we have people that go out and will take a weekend class about something 
and then just uh, start sharing it like they're an authority on it. And, you know, they're always going to have a certain attraction points and they can disappoint people. So exemplify, you know, what you're speaking. So when you're able to get clear on who you are and you're clear on and in that who you are, it's, you know, are you uh, standing in this power by yourself? Are you using the pull of your last name, maybe? Or are you using a community uh, project? to carry that strength. And there's nothing wrong with any of those. There's no judgment. Like I said, reiterating, you just want to be able to find your individuality if you are doing a group type thing. That's still very important to see what you have to offer. Because here's the biggest secret that I have come across in all of my years of uh, studying this work is that no one on the planet can do what you do how you do it. So what you do can be mimicked. It can be copied, but it cannot be uh, the same because we all carry an individual resonance, individual frequencies. And that's why even if two people are discussing the same subject, uh, you know, they're going to affect people in different ways. And this brings it back to our type, what types people are and that type of thing. So, you know, this is uh, a call to standing your power is not something that's just a lighthearted subject. It does take, uh, you know, effort and practice and consistency. And so uh, knowing who you are, being able to stick that stake in the ground, so to say, to say this is what I represent. But sticking that stake in the ground with uh, love and compassion, not with competition, not with challenge. Uh, and then by following, you know, living your life in a way that exemplifies all of these words, all of these concepts. So, you know, in in deciding who you are, that becomes like a conceptual thing. And then what you represent or the message becomes like a literal type thing or an, uh, something that we share verbally. But then, you know, what we exemplify comes down to what we do day in and day out. And many times it's been said, you know, it's not what you say, it's what you do. And different people show love different ways, show affection different ways. And uh, some people it is what they do. Some people it is what they say. Some people it is what they buy and give away. So stepping into this power many times takes uh, being willing to embrace stillness. And whether somebody wants to call that meditation or contemplation, it doesn't need labels from my perspective. Just uh, I feel like it's good for our culture or any culture. Anytime you can have no input and no output and just sit and just be, uh, that can go a long way to bringing uh, a flashlight in on the direction that a person wants to go. Yeah, when you were talking about uh, saying... uh what you are and and not saying like you're a master at something that is very important i've actually utilized or you've helped me utilize through this philosophy how i look at conspiracy something that i'm uh, intellectually interested in and how i talk about them because i used to be very you know stick in the ground this is how the world is to people and now i mean i don't i don't care what other people think and i have my views on the world i'm open to changing them but I don't 
even really necessarily share them anymore because it, it it's kind of irrelevant to me now that I have this work. This seems to be what I want to put my energy towards. I still like talking about them, but I don't attract the opposite force, the the friction. This is not an area where I want to attract that in my life nowadays. Very well said, and, and I want you to, you know, possibly even expand on that more because I have saw this, you know, been part of this transition that you've gone through and, you know, and it's been beautiful to watch um, because it can be, you know, as you go through different stages in life, it's not that you're better than someone else, but once you go through a stage, you can recognize or notice when someone's in a stage. That doesn't mean that you're better than them. That doesn't mean that you're more advanced because stages don't um, happen linearly, so to say. We're, we're kind of walking beside each other side by side, having you know different experiences at different times. And so that's what can keep the ego out of it. But seeing that in the beginning, many times when we start learning a new subject, we want to share it with as many people as possible. And so it starts off as a good intention. But then once we run into opposition or friction, which is normally always going to happen at some point in time, we that's where the ego can be ignited and we can want to challenge the other person. Maybe we think we've read more books or we have uh, talked to more people that are uh, what we presume as masters of that subject. And so this can get in the way very much of a person's growth um, because they start to try to force their opinion or their view rather than learning that respect is what gets you heard more than force. And if you want somebody to listen to you, then you train them by listening, not telling them to listen to you. You listen. And so this is where... You know, allowing someone else's opinion uh, can go a long way in uh, over time of you being that example because they will start to be more interested in what you may have to share. Now, I went through, you know, this very obstacle myself, even when I first got into this work and really wanted to help my family and help my friends, but my family so much. And I was bringing a completely different perspective to them that they were not used to that created some fear and some concern. So now I work with people, every client that I work with, to tell them that, you know, your transition, your changes is your experience. And yes, you can be useful to those around you. But after you've gone through all of these steps, see, the first step of just recognizing like who you are that's really in the beginning when you're getting some new information and you're going, oh, yeah, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. And now let me project this. But if you don't have the right way to give your message, you're going to run into opposition. If you don't have the history of exemplifying this message, you're going to be questioned. You're going to be judged. And on all this questioning and judging, if an emotional reaction comes up, you just prove them right. So this is the thing, that the example is what carries the most weight from what I see. And that's why I'm constantly asking Aaron here uh, as a friend, and I have a few other people, that anytime they see me exemplify something different than I teach or that I share uh, within this philosophy, 
I would like to be called on it because that's so important to me. And we all are human beings and we can get lackadaisical from time to time. And so that's why it helps to have just a a few people that we can trust are going to come to you in a loving way and say, Hey man, I see that you're, you know, you're, you're allowing your emotions to get the best of you here or, or the way that you just reacted in that situation may not be as the way that you are really wanting to be seen. So we need these reminders and we need to be held accountable by people that, you know, that do care about us and is willing to have that communication. But there are so many out there that in this day and time, we are in the information age. So information just gets thrown around, you know, all the time and all these different Uh, opinions. And as you see in some of the other chat rooms and other podcasts that you are involved in, as you continue to do this, you can see these, all of this being exemplified. Would you agree? Seeing everything that we're talking about or specifically this work? Because seeing, seeing, I guess the, 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 um, the obstacles of doing all three of these things simultaneously. Absolutely, yes, yes. Because uh, from time to time, I'll resonate with a bunch of people because we seem to be all on the same level, all on the same page, and then and then there'll be an event, or over time, they're not as consistent with what we're you know, that value system that we're sharing that attracted me to them as I am or vice versa. And then, you know, you kind of realize you're almost at a, a fork in the road where you're like, okay, well, whether I've outgrown these people or we're just uh, going our separate ways, um, this seems to be maybe the end of how close we were. And, and you know, respectively, I can uh, accept that and uh, I don't have to say anything to them. Um, and we can discuss it, but it's not a personal thing. It's just I need to go on my next step. On, right, and, on I, my and I think it's very important to bring the term frequencies back in here um, because once again, we can get caught into judgment and comparing. But if we look at it through the eyeglasses of frequencies, that when we change, we're actually changing our resonance. So when we change, it doesn't have to be come from anywhere like, oh, I've grown past this or I've, uh, as was said a little bit earlier, I've outgrown this group. It's just I find it easier for people to accept when you just say, you know, I'm in a different place of resonance right now. And, uh, you know, but I'm so thankful for for this community or this group for what it's shown me. And hopefully when the words or the terms are used in a a neutral or uplifting way, then it can inspire people to still stay connected. But if they feel like, oh, you think you're better than us, then that creates a separation. So once again, I'd like to reiterate that using your language with your family and friends and even social circles that uh, using the word change and I'm working on myself to change and then being able to bring that term in of that my my resonance has, has just altered through these different exercises that I'm doing. And so I've just shifted into a, another um, realm, so to say, or another direction. The less that we can make it feel like uh, judgment or there's any ego connected to it, then like I said, what you want to do is you want to create a wake to where it inspires others to 
you know, come in that direction and you'll resonate with the ones that do and the ones that choose to stay where they are. It can still be a beautiful thing and uh, both parties can respect where each other's at and can even still stay friends and in contact, but not in that necessarily that one group. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for stepping in. And I'm always I'm working towards being as elegant and saying it as, as you are, but obviously I'm still working on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but you mentioned, like, in this example, we're, we're all on our different paths and different steps, and it's not linear. I like to look at it as, um, like, in astrology, we all are going through different cycles. The planets are in different people's houses at different times. And... I look at it as, uh, you know, I, I had a cycle where I attracted that different frequency in to create friction or a bonding to, right. you know, to experience um, whether it's with them or, you know, in friction with them. Remembering that friction is where growth is. So that's important. As we change, we are going to invite that opposition so that we can grow to that next step. Yeah, exactly. And just keeping that in perspective and being grateful that they were there to be my teachers and I mean, if we can have experienced something, created growth, and still be friends after, I mean, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and I'd like to bring in an analogy of um, my band experience that, you know, there were uh, people that I played with that there may come a time to where they just wanted to play a different kind of music. So when it was properly communicated and they just said, hey, I've got a different direction that I want to take my music and I'm going to go over here and I'm going to play with these guys, um, but I can help, you know, fill in to you guys, get a replacement for me. Uh, those types of things is what can keep all of this um, cohesive, so to say, and loving while supporting Uh, that person and going, no, I understand that you need to go have that experience. We don't have to dislike each other because the key to that is whether you hold expectations on that person or not. If you do hold expectations, then you're not going to be able to let them go. You're not going to be able to follow that. I want for the overall good of everyone involved here. And so that was challenging through my 20s because I was emotionally reactive. I did carry expectations for people that when they made promises to me uh, and that we were on the same page going in the same direction, you know, that I took that stuff very seriously, overly seriously now that I understand it much clearer. But uh, but so thankful to everyone that played a role in our lives. So. So just looking at it like that, that many times we hold on to people and who we think they are, and we don't want them to change because we're in true fear that we're going to lose them or that they are going to judge us because we're not going in that direction. So previously we have done an episode on uh, finding your authentic self or what it is to be your authentic self. Is this different than that or... You know, where are the similarities? Yeah, I would say that this is um, is very similar to that, just maybe, uh, you know, different words, uh, different way to approach it. But yes, finding our authentic self is through these steps. And part of this authentic self is being willing to stand in the friction, being willing to stand in the opposition without reacting. Um, and that is a lot easier said than done. But this is ties back into being that example. But people that really want to see change or want to be part of a shift that's happening on an energetic level on this plane, 
that consistency and that example is what is most important. And what I have always uh, really respected in the human race is when I see people that know who they are, know what their message is, and they are fine to exemplify it, to stand in the heat that comes with that and the judgment that comes with that, but being able to stay kind, being able to stay loving, even if they're getting judged and ridiculed, these are the wise ones that I looked for, and these are the um, the very few that I have found because typically it is that example as to where it, it falters because I've met thousands of people that um, you know have a message that can recite and even preach a message but then yeah it comes down to uh, that next step of are you able to exemplify that consistently no matter the challenge that comes and from all of the great uh, teachers whether it be Jesus Gandhi Yogananda Buddha whoever it is you know, they, they talk about this consistency. They talk about this lack of reaction. They talk about this humility, being humble. But they're all talking about strength. This is nothing, that's not weakness. Because the strongest thing that I happen to feel a human being can do is walk away from an altercation or be in that altercation without getting angry. The easiest thing to do is react. And that's what we're in a reactionary culture right now. And so to stand in that strength is easier when you know who you are, you know what you represent, what your message is, and you've put in the time for the example, setting the example. Then one can take those blows, take those challenges much easier. So in learning to be your authentic self, we have to let parts of ourselves go from our family lineage we have to let parts of ourselves go from our culture, let parts of ourselves go from the school system that we all went through. But we don't have to judge all these things as we do that. So I happen to feel that adulthood is about going through our time with uh, the parental units, having restrictions, um, whether that be uh, you know from a beautiful and supportive place or from a dominant and negative place. The point of being an adult is at any age that you are, you can let go of the things that you were taught that were incorrect or not useful and then step into your own power to find the lessons that you do need to practice and be that example. So being a true adult is taking what we were given during childhood, learning not to react from it, but to learn from it, see the areas that uh, we feel like we could have been assisted uh, better or in a more useful way and then seek out those uh, exercises or those situations that will bring you that. We all have the ability to bring ourselves everything that we need through the divine's guidance. So once again, when we can stay out of our ego, uh, keep our preferences in check and work towards being uh, neutral, we're going to see things more clearly. And that neutrality, a big part of that is by not needing someone to listen to you, by not forcing or getting emotional when someone brings a challenge to you and uh, being able to welcome that challenge in. And then you're teaching the example to please allow my view to be seen as well. And once again, I'll reiterate, if you want someone to listen to you, 
then practice listening to them, not telling them to listen to you. And one important factor that we did talk about in that other uh what is your authentic self episode that I want to bring back in here because we love uh, repeating things because we need to hear things multiple times. Over and over and over. And, and just in case somebody jumps in and listens to this episode first, how important is being considerate or consideration of others fit into being your authentic self? I think that's uh, one of the most imperative points is that consideration because many of us, uh, I found through traveling is what really teaches this. When you go to another culture, like earlier this year, I went to Europe and um, visited Spain and Amsterdam and was amazed at how, of course, different cultures uh, just are socially or are to strangers. And it helps to learn to be humble when you're in an area where you don't know every, how everything works and you need help. And that has, through all of my travels, it's increased my compassion for people when I'm out in social or public because, once again, I want to be helpful. And when I go out into the world and when I need help, I know what it feels like when somebody answers a question that I may have been spending three hours on trying to figure out, and they can very quickly just say, well, I know where that is. You just go down here and make a right, and you'll be right there. Uh, simple things like that, and it could be said as putting the shoe on the other foot. That's a very simple way to say it. And most people that I find that are more closed-minded and set in their ways, they've traveled the least. Um, so... So keep that in mind, people, if you really want to know what it's like um, to be in our culture and maybe be an immigrant or someone that wasn't born here. There's many different views on that, and we're not going to go into that in this podcast, but that can help the, the compassion that you carry. And so anytime I can find someone out there that can use some direction with something simple, you know, I love the feeling of helping somebody. It doesn't have to be as deep as a private session, uh, helping somebody to break something that open that's been holding them back their whole lives. It doesn't have to be at that level. Just helping an elderly lady reach something on the top shelf of a grocery store can be soul food as much for me as helping somebody through a death of a loved one or some grief. So never question the power of being useful and being helpful and staying in non-judgment. It's a uh, very, very good food for the soul. And in wrapping up, do you have any words of motivation for those looking to find themselves, looking to step into their power, or those that need just to practice the consistency to exemplify? Yeah, I think the very first question is, notice what you're passionate about. And then when you see what you're passionate about, ask yourself, do you do I consistently practice this? And what that becomes can develop a pattern in is anything that you start to discuss or bring up. Uh, if you just take those few seconds to go, you know, do I carry all three of these levels? You know, once again, am I clear on who I am? Am I clear on what this message is? And do I have the power to exemplify by not being in reaction if somebody disagrees with me here? That just little practice can be become habitual to where 
you are learning conscious communication is what I call this, is that you are considerate of how what you're about to say is going to affect someone else. And sometimes our passions can just make us um, blurt stuff out. And in that passion, we're not prepared for opposition. And then when opposition is given, then we're caught off guard. And so then we emotionally react back. And this is the cycle that happens just over and over in our culture. So be passionate, people, but be passionate about exemplifying what you're speaking. Take that passion once again internal. And as soon as you feel that passion come external, ask these questions. Am I clear on who I am? Am I clear on my message? And am I able to exemplify this by standing in opposition? We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. The information in this podcast has been developed over 20 years by Alexander in his observation of his personal life, private practice, and professional environments. This information is meant for educational purposes only and is not suggested as a replacement for traditional therapies or medications. As a matter of fact, we suggest to not believe any of this information, nor any of the information out there in the world. Remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We are looking forward to continuing to provide this information through this platform, and if you are drawn to support us, you can do so by the following. Sharing is caring. Share the podcast with like-minded individuals. Emotional responsibility and energetic wisdom can save the world. If you are drawn to support us monetarily, you can do so by visiting our patron page where you can make a monthly donation in exchange for exclusive Wise Wise perks. You can do this by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Next, you can head over to Alexander's website where you can book private consultations in person, by phone, or on Skype. Find out more information on his live performances, class schedules, products, including birth chart analysis reports and music, and check out more information on his sound therapy tables. To do so, you can visit vibrotune.com, V-I-B-R-O-T-U-N-E.com. Finally, if you have been searching your entire life for consciously created apparel featuring the WiseWise logo apparel, Alexander theme clothing, or other alternative perspective designs, you can head over to Verity's Apparel, where you can find all that and more. That is veritiesapparel.com, V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. We want to thank you for being part of this journey.